Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. I'm Marshall. That's Nick. You can find us at the HyperClean Specialist Group on Facebook or go to hypercleanstore.com if you want to interact with HyperClean. Listen, Nick, let's get straight into buying a sell. I'm on a, a skit, so I got I to gotta buy, right? So I'm going to hop right into it. And it comes from, a, a, well, a lot of times many of us also have interesting Uber trips, right? So my buy comes from a very interesting Uber trip where, all right, we're going over this a once a year thing. We do it. It's a lot of fun. We all dress up in pajamas and we go drink a lot and eat crazy food. And they call it a pajama Christmas party. Uh, Nick uh, goes to those, but he goes to them, you know, usually throughout the year, mobile on a <laughs> once a month, you know, it is Vegas. So he just can't talk about it. At the uh, have... mansion. <laughs> <laughs> His are a little bit better than mine, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. Continue. <laughs> Uh, that's funny so we're headed out we're in an uber we get down and i go god damn i we got in the uber of boomhauer i'm telling you this guy rolled and slurred just what you say Uh, like all the time like what you say well i'm from down sand springs i ride motorcycle bubba right oh all right all right so picture this motorcycle dude we're, we're, it's December. He's still got the short sleeves on and they're cut off. All right. So he's oh, that yeah. guy, right. Talks about, he's got multiple bikes. I, I started to get into the chemical side, right. Cause you always know I do. Right. Oh, yeah. oh how do you clean them? When do you clean them? What do you do? Blah, blah, blah. Right. Only yeah. cleans them maybe once a month by washing them off with the, with the hose. Right. So gotta look good. <laughs> <laughs> I just start going. Cause this is a game I love to play. Right. I'd love to play knowing, well, what kind of cars you can do this. If you're in a a store, a gas station or whatever, there's like three or four cars out there. And, you know, I wonder which you can really start to guess who belongs to what car. I would ask and guess what you think this guy drove, but I, I didn't have it picked out until he said it. And I go, God damn it. That's right. So I'm buying, we got a new guy in the group and it's the SSR guy. <laughs> oh yeah. Always on a Harley. All, always. Yeah. Loves to drive flames. A Dodge one day. <laughs> yeah. Has flames on his Jeep like you, you know what I'm saying? I mean, this guy's easy to pick out, you know, I mean, gotta love flames. I mean, flame guy, you can pick him out of a lineup. Can't you? Like you can just see yeah. that SSR with flames on the side. You're like, dude, you, we get it. You love flames. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, you're right. You can't, you can play that game. You're sitting at the gas station on a road trip and say this person walking out of the gas station, what are they, which, which car are they in? Yep. I do it all the time. So we found a new guy and it, 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 it meets him perfect. So if you see some dude with cut off sleeves, you know, he's most likely head to that SSR. Over there. <laughs> uh, I'll buy this week. Um, everybody knows I'm, I pretty much am a, and I am a fight junkie. Tyson Fury, the the heavyweight champ of the world, fought this weekend. And look, you're you're watching one of the probably le- best pure boxing heavyweights to ever live. So I'm gonna buy the chance because I know it doesn't last forever as long as I've been uh watching fights, and that's pretty much since I was little. Uh I I just these are very rare, these moments where you get to watch somebody be this dominant and this special. And uh, we had some people talk about it in the specialist group. They were watching the UFC fights. 
look, man, it's never been a better time to be somebody that's trying to catch a sporting event because, man, it's easy to catch anything any night of the week at this point. So I'm going to buy fight night on the weekend uh, with the heavyweight champ of the world. It's like I'm buying a mop for everybody that was on Facebook wondering what happened. I just opened up my beer and it just all yeah. over the place. I'm I'm soaked. Hey, first I remember my first beer, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's, I'm glad you brought that up about Caleb and the specialist group. I was going to talk about it. So apparently, uh, you got us started to uh, sponsor some fights. Huh? That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, that was a cool little edit he made. Thanks. Uh... That was, that was a fun thing to say on Saturday night. Again, it's why we really push everybody to go to that group. It's not just a normal detailing group. It's guys in there genuinely listen to the podcast or, you know, uh, follow us in the group and they just throw questions out. We have a little fun. People make jokes. I saw, I think Randy put something up there about sticker guy on his car. Uh, we just had cool stuff like that, man. It's it's a group about, you know, figuring out how to do some things with our product, but also guys have a lot of fun in there. So I, I, I appreciated that on Saturday night. I did not watch any of the fights, so I'm glad they were good fights. Uh, I won't ask you who won, but uh, we can all go Google it and figure it out. I watched a lot of football this weekend, and that to me was my my time. There's injuries nonstop. Seemed like quarterbacks. If you're a quarterback, you were in trouble this week. But I think some of the cool things that came out of this weekend for me with sports was definitely the talk of Neon Dion. That seems to be blowing everybody's mind. Like how wow. crazy it is for him to leave these people and go on to Colorado. It's like, well, isn't that what he's supposed to do? I'm like proud of the dude. Like that's awesome. Yeah. I think it's incredible to have coaches that were players. Uh, Sunday night football, you felt for the guy. Sunday's got a long road ahead of him. You know, he, he did great as a center. And I, you know, there's a lot of perception that he's going to be a great coach for uh, the Colts, but who he's got a tough go of it. But I mean, no other person can give the perception or give uh, any type of perspective, like somebody who'd been the, the center for so long. I mean, I, it's gotta be a great place to be a, a, a player. Yeah, And he's going to be interim. I thought I heard they said they're going to go yeah. on a coaching search, which. I don't know. People get so bent out of shape about this stuff. Like you said about the Dion stuff, like he started at a lesser job and he got offered a better job. And if somebody comes along like USC or Florida or whatever and says, Hey, we'd love you to, to leave Colorado and come here. He's going to do that as well. That's what coaches do. That's what all of us do as grownups is if you have a chance to advance your career, I, I don't know too many people that turn that down. And yeah, like I said, man, it's uh there's a lot of wildness around when somebody does with their own life, their own career <laughs> and people just lose their mind. It's like, dude, he's not, you're not paying that dude's bills. Like he can do what he wants. Yeah. Well, what I like about it, which I mentioned perspective is, and I think it's unique for us is we get to go through and do things as you mentioned inside the specialist group, but even out on stories or different things. I mean, the perspective that we get to put into because active and you definitely much more active having some really cool cars that are coming through the shop lately perspective of getting to use products for certain activities so everybody will need to go to the specialist group to check out the porsche you've been working on but give us just a, a quick little bit overturn i know you mentioned it on your episode on yeah. saturday but you, you mentioned that you couldn't use water why because they so this has been like a two or three year restoration. They basically brought every nut and bolt and everything to restore the engine and, and, and the, the, 
the car caught on fire. The guy was at a car show. It's a crazy story. The guy was at a car show and a plastic bag got caught in the intake, caught the whole bottom of the car on fire, engine, everything. So they wanted to restore this back to factory. So they did everything with Porsche corporate Porsche factory, all the, all the spec, every bolt, every nut, everything came directly from Porsche as it would leave the factory. So when this gets unveiled to the client, what the builder doesn't want to have happen is you pressure wash it. It runs down. All of a sudden that stuff doesn't look brand new anymore. So this car since the engine's been done, we trailered it here. They pulled it into my shop. That's as much driving as it's done. We'll pull it out of my shop, put it back on the trailer to go to the builder. That's they'll pull it in. That's as much driving has been done. Like they're, they want this to be pristine for what the customer has paid. And you understand it when you look at it from their angle, right? They don't want anything. They don't want the brake package. They don't, they don't want anything to have any little bit of rust that may gather from the water getting into these little nooks and crannies. And so that, that's the reason. Okay. Cause I think there's a lot of people that thought it was environmental, you know, or, you know, you couldn't use cause environmental reasons or something. No, 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 it, it was, it's specifically owner and builder driven. And actually they're, they're probably right because this isn't, this isn't in that bad of shape and needed deep cleaning, but it did it need a pressure washer? No. I mean, we would love to use one, but in all fairness, it didn't, it didn't really need it. If it would have been any more dirty than it was, I would have said, Hey guys, I'm not going to do it that way, but. Tough for yeah, the detail I mean, steam only. I, I told you this, I, I think rims and tires, if you got now, this wouldn't happen on a mobile scale. If I you know was trying to be volume, but. Cleaning rims and tires with steam is way easier. It's way easier. Like for me, meaning not my guys. My guys are trying to churn and burn some cars. Me and my shop goofing off with this thing. I'm like, yeah, you know, I could take an hour and a half. What's it matter? But we showed the results with just TRX and steam. I mean, the tires almost look like you don't really have to dress them because we got them back to such a factory look. I mean, we've had this discussion. We're working on a product. I shouldn't say we. You worked on a product that uh, you were like, hey, I'm going to send this to you. It's by far been my favorite product that you've sent me. It's not out. It's just something we're goofing off with. But that's the only thing that I can really put on these tires because it doesn't have that greasy film. I think the way the tires look after steam and, and, and things like that is, is incredible. I personally like that look, but I know we got to dress them up a little bit. So you run into a couple different things there, cleaning steam, you know, where you can't use all your other products, other things you might use, right? You have to start picking through what you're going to use on the vehicle. It's a great, you know, discussion just so everybody understands when you've got a vehicle that you're working on, right? There's, there's always going to be things that you might need to do a little bit differently. Having the right products and processes mean that you get to intermix your processes with different types of products. And one of the things that you notice and found that's something that I found on that Wagoneer is, wow, if you got a really thick, nappy carpet, 
it's not the same process that you might use on your traditional way of cleaning. And then you got to mix in the, the, the you're not going to be able to use an extractor. You're not going to be able to use different things. I'm guessing you went with the Tornador, which is one of your favorite tools to ever use. It's by far, if you guys don't know this, it sits on his mantle at his house and he cherishes it every night. It's literally yeah. his, his favorite what, tool for detailing. Actually, here's the crazy thing. So I started off with the, the Tornador. And when you have long fibers, I find the direct air works better. So that thing quickly got thrown into the wall. And I was like, let me just use something to actually put some air out here. Wait, you Again. actually have one? Oh, yeah. So oh, that was just it, yeah. Because no, so it, it, behind the scenes, Nick and I go back and forth. Yeah, I don't love that. I don't yeah, love, that don't love it at all. So I, I, have, I have one of the them here. I get it. For the guys that like it, I understand. But I'm so addicted to be able to control how much air I want through just a straight nozzle, you know, lighter trigger or whatever, heavier trigger if I want. To me, when you get into long, nappy carpet like that one is, you had a lot of things to worry about. First of all, I don't want to harm. It's not in the best shape. I mean, people can see that from the picture. It's 30-year-old carpet. You know, underneath it, there's no sound deadening. It's just like metal. So uh, the thing is, is that these mats aren't given the best life anyway. So you just kind of think to yourself, this is where so many guys, I've made mistakes in my career like this, not looking around at the moment, making a different decision will always come back to haunt you, right? You'll either end up extracting for the next two hours because you put too much water on a thick cart, whatever it may be. You got to run it for two hours with the heater on. <laughs> dude. So, and then all of a sudden you go, wow, it's kind of moldy in here, you know, right? <laughs> and so then you're just, for me, number one, I don't have an extractor at the shop at all. And I've really gone away from it. I got a new steamer that I'm trying. I told you it's it's pretty incredible. I, It's not any different than the high quality steamers that I bought from other companies, but it's a high quality steamer that we brought into the shop. And And look, it gives you a ton of options, right? If I want to add more, more moisture to that, I can use our 32 ounce and revive or, you know, your carpet system and just add more moisture as you go. Where an extractor kind of is a sledgehammer, right? You just, you, you click that, that trigger and there's a lot of water coming out. So for me, when I, when I showed these mats, I mean, is there going to be a massive turnaround? Yes and no. There wasn't a ton to get out, but there's all this caution that goes into it with these types of mats. And, and so you're not going to see that dramatic brown mat that looks black and then you bring it back to being light brown. Like that's not this kind of conversion. No, but it's a gray that you bring to black. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's nice. Yeah. I mean, look, I like it. Yeah, it is nice. I, I put out a video recently too, cleaning using revive on carpets. And it wasn't just the Wagoneer carpets. It was one we, but out just the other day. And it's, I, I think what's interesting about Revive is the more I'm using it around carpets is the uniqueness for it as a carpet cleaner. You mentioned we'll have a system that we will release next year, but this is something, gosh, if, especially in maintenance style or, you know, Hey, just tracked in some stuff and we got a little bit of dustiness to it. The vacuum we've all been there. We've, we've vacuumed yep. up and we just go, yeah, but there's still some, some stuff right there. There's still a little bit in that carpet. And HyperClean Revive with the Scrub Monster 
Did you did you go straight to air? Did you get in there with the Scrub Monster a little bit? Listen, I'm loving Revive with the Scrub Monster on some carpets right now. And yeah, then so I came I, back and and with my my uh, my 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 glove, and there was no moisture, nothing. Yeah. So the process I settled on because actually right inside the driver door, uh, kind of where you would rest your feet, you know let's say you were done shifting and you just wanted to put it in fifth gear and kind of let it roam. You know how your foot kind of wanders off into the carpeted area left of the clutch. You know, that's how it kind of happens in all cars. That that area was pretty beat up and it was hidden. You know, it's way up underneath the dat. And so I'm like, okay, well, I can try something up here. The process I settled on was revive scrub monster on 90% of it on this one, because it was so dirty, I got a stiff bristled brush. And gave it a good, you know, a good scrub. That way we got some foam going through there, kind of was able to see something. Then what I did is an initial wipe of all that foam off the surface with just a workaholic. Then I went in with steam to kind of out all of that uh, foam from deep in the pore and the fibers. And then went back with a dry towel. I mean, it, it all stayed pretty dry. That's the, That's the best part is that you can control the moisture by using something like Revive or a carpet system like we're going to have, I I just don't love the excess use of extractors with all of this great technology we have. There's absolutely shops that have to have them, right? They do dealership work. They do auction work, whatever. Completely get it. In this instance, it would have been overkill, and I think it would have left this in a way worse spot. Well, you definitely don't want to do that, do you? <laughs> we, as you mentioned, we've all been there sometimes going, ooh, hmm, maybe I shouldn't have. So listen, there's no doubt there's a great process for people. And we've talked about, right? Process, products, and what's the other one? Purpose. Purpose. Now, this is going to be a funny little discussion because the older we get, you and I talk about and this. Is, I think most people are this way. Most people, the older they get, they just start really honing in on really just the things that they like to do. Not a bunch of random things like I just really want I'll do the things I don't have to do. But, you know, I mostly just want to do the focused on the things that I want to do. So if I listen to an, an, an episode where you're you're talking about, you know, what people post or if, if I go into groups and I make posts and I start to really question. Right. Well, why am I even on here? Right. Like, let's have that fun little discussion because we could I definitely did. Right. Like. I am concerned, and let's just have that first off discussion, right? Like, I'm definitely concerned about what people think about me. I think most people are to it to a little degree, right? There's a lot everybody of people cares. Are all like, yeah, yeah everybody like, cares. oh, fuck you, I don't care about it. But like, yeah, we yeah, all yeah, somewhere do. inside of us care a little bit about what other people think. Most of us really want other people to quote unquote like us in a sense, yep. right? Like, or be around, you know, hey, and that's mm -hmm. why we put out posts and it gets likes and Listen, I was asked this question this weekend. It's part of a good reason why I bring it up. Like, it came time to make the post where I used to do a bunch of those where we, you know, cheers, you know, like, but if you've probably seen, I don't do hardly nearly as many as I used to do or stories, which you and I talked about, maybe me holding the camera and talking to people or me doing this. And like, I just don't do it much anymore. And you start to ask, whoa. What do you even need to tell about yourself out to other people on social media? Like, what do I, what's my purpose of even being on there and doing stuff? Yeah, no, it's, it's a good question. You know, I, like I said, we had an episode on Saturday that kind of touched on, I, I still think it's 
it's very interesting to look at each platform, right? I mean, this is the interesting part. You know, HyperClean Specialist is hosted on Facebook. And we find a ton of value on Facebook through the specialist group, but I make it very clear to everybody. My interaction on Facebook is the specialist group. That's my interaction on Facebook. I don't do anything else. You can't go to my personal page and see all these political rants or, you know, my beliefs on where the world is headed. And I don't know what that does, but yet I'll watch people that I know. And I'm like, wow, this guy is just kind of going off on the world. I think it's the internet's getting interesting because for the first time you're seeing large segments of the population going to TikTok and abandoning everything else. We've ta- had this conversation about Instagram. Instagram's largely out of my personal life, just not a place I enjoy even going because I can't tell what they want me to do. Do you want me to watch the feed? Do you want me to watch stories? What are stories? And you guys haven't really changed anything. I think the interesting thing about the internet is we all got to ask ourselves, what are we spending time on? You know, I was, I used to watch way more hours of YouTube as entertainment than I do today. Like this is the interesting part. And then what do you want to put out on the internet for people to know about you and judge you on? And this goes back to, you want people to like you. We see a lot of things happen in the detailing world that do come across as, well, that guy's only doing that because he wants to fit in. We've had this discussion about the podcast. The reason people don't speak out in our industry, they've admitted it to us. Oh, yeah, I just don't want to take the heat. I, I want everybody to like me. We've heard that privately a thousand times, and I get it. I get it. No judgment. But that that's the interesting thing about the internet right now is like people do sound off. And, and it it when I look at it being 40, I would have been a lot different at 25 if this was in my life. But we see a lot of 45-year-olds on Facebook going crazy. And I, I, when I see it, I just start to go, why? Like, what? And, you know, you could go into some different random thoughts of why somebody feels the need to put out all their, you know, what is it that they're really looking for? There's, you know, what makes people happy? Maybe that makes somebody happy. But generally, if you're out there telling people and blasting people, Generally, most people understand that that person's really not a happy person. That they're not really providing what we talk about is value. It, I, it is interesting. You, you mentioned the different platforms. I mean, what would is there a reason for you as a forty-something-year-old man? You mentioned you're hardly even on Instagram anymore. You don't watch much YouTube as much anymore. So you're all on TikTok. I mean, that's. That's you as a social media. You are now a TikToker. Yeah, I would say that because TikTok's for you page, you know, it's cars. You know, I, I like to to cook for my family, some cooking videos and some chefs that I follow. Otherwise, right, so it's what like, are some of those? What are some of the videos you've seen? Well, who do you follow? What are some of the cool stuff on uh, TikTok? Well, I love David Chang. He owns this place called Momofuko, and he tries to explain to everybody that he's like one of the best chefs in the world, how to use their microwave. So this dude like makes like world renowned dishes out of the microwave, not at his restaurants, obviously, but like for his kids, um, he's like, Hey, just use this, do this. He goes, well, you know what everybody and that stuff, here's what is the best. So that used to be stuff. I would, I used to watch this guy on, on, on YouTube. Now what I find is, you know, I have a young daughter. 
I don't have as much time to search YouTube or watch 30 minutes at a time. Here's what's great. His videos are now boiled down to three minutes. So I get all the gist of hit what he's doing to cook this dish could be on his stove. But like I said, his thing is like, he jokes about the microwave and shows people stuff to me. What TikTok is doing is that they're boiling down long form content for me into 60 and 30, 30 60 second and three minute type of clips. And so it makes it more digestible. This is what I've said about, you know, the problem with Instagram. I can't figure out what Instagram wants me to do. Who's the content for? I mean, we largely are all consuming video. So you still have photos on there, but they're not always in the best thing. So for me right now, and this could change next week, TikTok does what I need it to do to get, you know, 30 or 40 minutes at the end of my day of entertainment. And of course I got fights recorded. I got, you know, I, I, I watch everything through YouTube TV. So if I got something recorded that I want to go watch on my, on, on television, then TikTok gets put down from a social media standpoint, TikTok's the one that makes the most sense to me now. No more YouTube overall, though. You've really kind of moved heavily away from it. And so B would be going into the specialist group on Facebook, huh? It's TikTok or, and that's probably if we're going to think of Facebook, it's either become the, the, the watering hole for people to spout out whatever opinions they want so that people will talk back and through things, which is why I even knew that uh, Neon Dion was the new coach, right? Like, my- yeah. yeah, people just go crazy on Facebook. Facebook is wild, dude. I mean, because it's all it's all 50 year olds, right? Like the Facebook that is not not real good for Facebook future, right? I mean, it's all skewing in a much older crowd. I see way crazier shit on Facebook than TikTok. Way crazier. Plain and simple. Like, and that's supposed to be the most mature crowd of all of these social platforms. Like, and, and you and I see it in our industry. I mean, we we've watched people yell on camera. We've watched, you know, people put their political beliefs out in a way that was just like, what are we doing here? And, and again, not that it's my place to say, don't do that. It's just something that you realize the internet's forever, man. Somebody screenshots that the wrong people see it. It could burn a business bridge. You know, what is the upside to doing that stuff? But Facebook is way wilder than any other platform for people's opinions. I think that's why I, you know, like you, I think a lot of people have started to question then like, well, why are we on there? Right. Like you have now dialed into, you only go, and you grab some content here, you grab some content, like you've really, you know, narrowed it down. I think most people probably bounce around from platform to platform just to go check out what's going on or see what this is. Or, you know, we follow so-and-so on Instagram. So we want to go see what they put out and Hey, we, we, we go like this and we go to, but you really start to wonder, right? Why am I on there? If not anything else, but to consume for entertainment, because to put out on the Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, you really got to start questioning, well, what am I being known as? One of the, the things, if people watch Sunday Night Football, you'll you'll go back to a question that was posed, and it was a, an interesting segment back and forth where you had the commentators discussing about, uh, and it had to do with Jerry Jones and some some stuff going on with him. And it was really a question about how can coaches or, you know, prospective coaches get known by the owners, right? How do they get known? 
And it really can send you, if you're thinking about that, it can send you down a little bit of a rabbit trail of then, okay, social media, I'm putting out stuff, I'm putting out content, putting out my views, however it is that I'm using and putting things out on social media for people to view, then, well, how am I being known from what I put out? Then you got a really question, right? <laughs> really question, why am I even on social? And this is where I think so many people start to go, well, okay, uh, I, I, I'm probably not good at social. I, I can't take a photo. I, I can't do a video. Maybe I, I shouldn't even be on there, but everybody tells me I should be on social. Uh, I, I mean, who knows what to do? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think this is an interesting point. Everybody thinks social media is where this big break in your life is going to happen. And again, if you're a content creator, there's no argument. That is where it's going to happen. If I'm a local plumber or I'm a local detailer, is the internet going to be my big break in my business? The answer largely that I found in my career is no. Some of my wealthiest clients who run, you know, everyday businesses, but have killed it here in Vegas. I got a company that owns uh, an architectural lighting firm. I've shared it on here before. You can't find them on the internet, let alone social media. Because everything they do is through a local network of decision makers that aren't on the internet. And you look at my detailing business, it was not built through the internet. Not even a little bit, not even 1% of it. Uh, it was built through making connections with decision makers along the way and acting in a professional way and, and appearing competent to everybody along the way. And this is what people miss about the internet. You start posting crazy stuff and a really wealthy client is like about to hire you and he has his assistant search the internet just to check and make sure that you're not a nut job and you've gone off in some Facebook posts. We'll see you. And they won't tell you why. They won't tell you, you know, hey, it's because of your Facebook post, but it happens every day. We've shared that on the podcast. I, I think people have to understand that for most small businesses, this isn't just detailing, your big break's not going to come on the internet. It's going to come from networking with people in your area that put you in touch with that next client, that next opportunity, because you've networked with those individuals. Uh, too often, people are being told, go post your work on the internet. Great. If you want to work with the wealthiest people, I ask you this question. Do you think the wealthiest people are sitting on TikTok all day? No. I mean, I told you how I use it. I go into my FYP. Oh, this is interesting. I burn 30 minutes at the end of my day. I'm not looking to purchase my heating and cooling expert on TikTok. So who's being, who is being interacted with on those platforms? And too often, I see all these internet experts in our industry telling you to do certain things but they've never gotten a high value or high net worth individual to let you take, to let them take care of cars. So there's a limit to what they know. They know how to make you appear on the internet. You know what they don't know? That the billionaire or the multimillionaire in your area doesn't go and look at that on the internet. So there's where you have to use your brain a little bit and say, okay, man, I'm going to make it so I look a certain way on the internet. I'm not going to spend 15 hours a week on the internet as a small business trying to get detailing clients. Oh, but you bring up a great point. Let's say somebody, well, well-to-do, but not extremely well-to-do that has an assistant, right? Looking, 
and we just go and want to look at, you know, somebody, maybe I'd met them or somebody recommended so-and-so. And I just want to go and look and see, well, okay, they've got a Facebook page or they've got a, this page, an Instagram page or a TikTok, right? This is the point of where we go. What do you want to be known about? There's going to be an episode gets released this week. Uh, you'll hear it after this episode where we're talking on the community pub about videos, right? And about what to put into videos and what content should be made. The, the push to do education and to be known for the specialist in your area really is the, the, the T, right? It's the cross and the T. It's the dot in the I. Because if somebody goes on and sees you, and let's just use, for example, it's a bunch of 50-50s, which, you know, everybody gives me shit for, for talking about that. But I just think it's funny because over Instagram, it was so popular. So now I have to make fun of it. But anything like that, or it's the same stuff over and over, if it's just a picture of a car, right? Like, what does it actually tell people on a story of you as somebody who cares for people's cars versus if your face is on there for a little bit and you're explaining what you're doing, or you explaining stuff more in education, then you're known for somebody that has, well, intellect, you're known for somebody that knows information about a subject, and you're being able to then perform the work that really elevates you to a scale of being known yep. for a good reason. And that would be a viable reason to be on the internet and on social media. Yeah. And again, this is where you go that this is the transformation, right? When we first started talking about social media years ago, it was a picture based platform, right? Still, if you go to Google my business and, and the, or, you know, the, the business pages on Google, those are still very photo centric. You, you have to understand that the platform that you're on has something that feeds well into that platform. Instagram used to be photos and now it's video. Why? Because every other platform is doing video. So they want video. And so what does that look like? Do you have the time to invest? You of course don't want the, the video to be bad quality, but maybe you don't have the time to be putting into high quality video. So doesn't mean you have to do it. You know, this is where we get into people talking crazy about the internet you don't have to go post to get business. You don't have to go post to be successful. Largely, the most successful people you ever meet don't do anything on Facebook. I mean, you have some successful clients you still do business with there locally. How many posts on Facebook do you see come from them? But oh, my, my page is full. Yeah, yeah, but here's what you do have. That <laughs> man or woman that brings you that dirty vehicle and you go, man, that was a nightmare client. And they're just filling your Facebook feed with craziness, right? Am I, I mean, I got to be somewhat <laughs> That's right. absolutely true. It's none of my clientele. And <laughs> it's all of them, my, you know, prospective customers through HyperClean and all this stuff with the product side. And it's, yeah, a lot of that becomes bitching. Yeah. And it's what and you that's realize. The funny, right? That is the most funniest part about what people put out on social media is when they put out bitching about their clientele. Or what we have sometimes in the specialist group where somebody will reply and you're like, well, wait a minute, that's nothing hyperclean. Like this doesn't make sense, right? Like the internet is this funny place where I, I, I think people instinctually know everyone can see this, but at the same time believe nobody's seeing it. Does that make sense that they know everybody's seeing it, but they think, well, this is my page. I can do what I want. It's like, but you instinctually know everybody's seeing you act this way, Right. I mean, we've watched people in this industry have just cold, hard meltdowns on a platform, right? Like several times that's happened. I can't imagine thinking to myself as a successful business owner, you know what? 
I want to be in business with that person. Knowing what I know, this I'm like, let me get away from that person. This is this is not healthy behavior. There's got to be something else going on. I just don't want to be associated with it. I don't hate the person or dislike the person. I don't want to be associated with it. We've had this conversation behind the scenes about things like being, you know, we we had people approach us about being on different different educational things, right? Uh, in the past on the internet and 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 for things like uh, MTE. And I, I was pretty honest. I'm really serious about who my name is attached with. But you get on the internet and people think everyone can see this, but no one can see this all at the same time. And it's like, no, the way you should look at it is everybody sees everything. And when you start talking crazy, and look, we we see this around politics more than anything. Go back to my grandpa grandparents era. You went through this because you you probably had grandparents in your life. Politics, religion. If that's not allowed at a dinner dinner party, I'd probably keep it off social media. Just probably a good little little tidbit there. But I'll tell you what, man, people get fired up. Like you saw with the Dion thing. This dude just took a job. You don't know this cat. Why, why are you losing your cool? You don't even know. Him. Like it's the craziest thing in the world. And social media, I think, has this effect on people where they think it's their human right to give these wild opinions because I want to be known as the smartest guy in my friend group. And most of the time you're the guy getting laughed at. You just don't realize it. <laughs> that is know. the true part, right? Like most people that throw out so much stuff don't realize they're the guy people are laughing at. <laughs> oh, I told you. I mean, we shared on Saturday's episode. I mean, uh, this guy thinks he's doing the great, the world is big favor by putting these opinions out. What he doesn't realize is everybody's texting about you and they're not texting in a disrespectful, like hateful way. They're like, can you believe this guy continues to do this stuff? Can you believe this guy does this? It's not about like tearing you down. Really successful people go. And I told you this about SEMA. You know, I started talking to people and I thought there was an interesting thing around social media where, you know, real decision makers are starting to look at these people in our industry, could be a detailer locally or whatever. And they're going, I just don't want the headache anymore. That guy is just a little too much of a headache. We know brands that are trying to break deals all the time with personalities. It's interesting that I think social media is at the crux of all that. Mm, that is interesting. That's a that's a perspective you won't hear very often. Well, Nick, great talk, great discussion. So hope you have a great week, brother. Hey, when you have your second beer next week, maybe we can open it properly. Golly, I don't know. That one just shot all over the place. You ever shot that? Never mind. <laughs> yeah, don't do that on this platform. <laughs> we'll hear somebody. Oh, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> all right, man. So, have a great week. Hi, right, brother. Talk to you guys. Hey, this is Marshall. And, uh, you know, as I mentioned in the episode, I, I've been listening to this book and then was talking about happiness. And I'm curious do you consider yourself happy? Well, the, the average American, they say 18 to 30, 33%. Now, well, you can get that number from a couple of different places. So it's, it's, a, it's a big, but most people, the average American isn't happy. Happiness a lot of times comes from being a part of something bigger than yourself. Being a part of something bigger than yourself is perfect. Come over to the HyperClean Specialist Group on Facebook. I am very sincere about this because there you can be a part. You can interact with others that are excited about the same thing you are. 
taking care of cars, cleaning cars, dialing in cars, detailing cars, however you want to explain it, or simply cars. Being, well, having a purpose with other people puts you in the best spot to create more happiness in your life. So come, come be a part. We've got a special place just for you. Hey, this is Marshall, and I hope you make it a great day.